Hi, Spielbos. You're about to listen to part two of our Back to the Future special. Once again, for those loonies out there who just want to listen to the whole thing, but maybe you somehow missed it last week, you can go to benviewnetwork.com slash back to the future to find that whole unabridged, unedited, fat load of audio. I'm sorry I said fat load. In this episode, we discuss Marty's initial time travel journey and uh, his first moments in the 1950s. We're going to pick up right where we left off last week. Marty is arriving at Lone Pine Mall to see what Doc has invented. What hath Doc wrought is the question we're going to answer today. This will be the first episode of the series to, to have a little content warning on it. In this episode, we talk about some of the ways in which the men of Hill Valley are horrible to Lorraine. The real heavy stuff is not in this episode. That will be still in a future episode. George does get creepy in this one, and we, and we do talk about it. So heads up if that sort of thing makes you uncomfortable. There is also, of course, the unfortunate necessary incest talk that comes with talking about Back to the Future, because this is a whole movie centered on a mom having the hots for her son. It's weird when you think about it that way, but it's true. Now with that all out of the way, please enjoy our thoughts on Pepsi Free and Old Man Peabody and all the various things that we'll discuss in this episode of Benview and Spielberg. Thanks for listening. setting up yeah and it sets up everything so perfect um next is the marty going to the mall, being, the mall. He, yeah. he wakes up he's getting he's woke up by doc doc calls him one more time right yeah he calls him so doc called him at the start of that we didn't mention this but doc called him at the start of the uh in the with the guitar amp mm-hmm. to say hey hey it's, I, i'm a i'm a i'm an old man and you're a 17 year old boy meet me in the mall parking lot at 1 a.m <laughs> You paint it like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying Strickland had a point. Um, Marty is fast asleep in bed. Yeah. He, an alarm is going off. Mm-hmm. It's playing Lindsey Buckingham's Time Bomb Town, <laughs> which I, I know that it's that song because that's just a song that Lindsey Buckingham was releasing that was on the soundtrack, and that's why it's in the movie, right. I think. <laughs> for, for a while, my, my jam was the Back to the Future soundtrack, yeah. so it's like there's all these weird little songs that I have <laughs> that I have like super specific memory of listening to a lot, and one yeah. of them is Lindsey Buckingham's <laughs> Time Bomb Town. But Doc calls and says, Marty, did you did you oversleep? And Marty says, no, of course not. And, <laughs> and uh, he puts a gum in his mouth to try to make sure he's, yeah. he's refreshed. Yeah. Um, he did fall asleep in his clothes, luckily, which uh, explains why he still has the note from Jennifer in his pocket. Right. And he goes to to meet Doc at the mall, and then some 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 stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Put, that's putting it mildly. Well, first off, we get the uh, the 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 introduction of honestly the third lead character of the series, the DeLorean. Yes. Um, amazing introduction. Third and second lead because we haven't seen Doc yet. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we have. That's true. We heard him, but we haven't seen him. Um, but amazing introduction. Yeah, like, like just ice. Yeah. <laughs> like the smoke ice is just coming out of, out of the truck, and it's the coolest freaking thing. Yeah. Around. Yeah. You know, it's a cool car, cool looking car at least. <laughs> and it's and it's but it's got all these weird homemade pieces that and it's just also literally cool because it yeah. has ice on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's iconic. And only for this movie because famously did not sell well because it was also a real car at the time. Yeah. It's a cool looking car that apparently was just garbage. And it's also <laughs> weird to think about. It. It's so iconic as the Back to the Future car. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, at the time, it was straight up product placement. It was a, yeah. it was like a new car that a company was trying to push and said, hey, please put this in your movie. Yeah. It does work, though, because it's just, yeah. it, it's like this appropriately futuristic looking car. Yeah, like from the, the 19- doors open all weird. Yeah. It's even- got those crazy light even the door went even the windows yeah on the side doors it looks are, it i mean as we'll see in one scene later it mm-hmm. looks like a spaceship yeah exactly yeah. and where does hot and then the how does the how does oh my god i'm waking out now so marty's filming it as, yeah. as doc is sort of explaining uh his his new invention yeah but explaining it in such a way where he's not saying time machine he's not saying what it does right um he's just doing sort of techno babble mm-hmm. and then he with his 
already a separate cool invention. He has a he has a remote control full size car. Yep. <laughs> um, he drives the DeLorean to the other side of the parking lot. Einstein's with, in the car with Einstein in it. Where well, Einstein is wearing around his neck a synchronized clock to mm-hmm. the one Doc is wearing. Um, and he he makes sure that Marty takes note of that on the film. Right. And then he points the car, Doc. Maybe this is part of why they get along. Doc and Marty seem to share a similar reckless streak <laughs> because Doc points the car directly at himself and Marty. Right. And says, when this baby hits 88, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> a line that, because I watched the TV edit mm-hmm. for so long. What is, a, it, what is it in the TV edit? It's just, you're going to see some, just nothing. When you say baby hits, I forgot what it was, but mm-hmm. he certainly didn't say shit. Shit, yeah. So when I finally got to watch it, like unedited, I was like, <gasps> yeah, that's, that's such funny. a cooler line. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys happen to know what the, uh, if the audience happens to know what the the TV edit version of that line is, please like yeah. send it to Benview at Spielberg. Ben- <laughs> sorry, 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 I'm Excuse tired. Me? I'm getting the, the Benview at Spielberg. I'm blanking. I blanked on the Twitter. Ben it's, on uh, Steve. Ben on Steve or Benview oh, on Spielberg. Ben- podcast.gmail.com you know what just send it to benview on spielberg podcast at gmail and then cc benview on spielberg at gmail because it's one of those two it definitely definitely at least dm us on on ben on steve yeah but i just if, if you happen even if you can find a clip that'd be amazing yeah then then doc i always loved how he just like revs up yeah the, the tires for a the, bit yeah for a bit it's, it's so it's always cool to me and yeah, boom, zooms. Car's going straight at him. My favorite little detail, of course, in the sequence is Marty sidestepping away. Twice. Marty twice. tries to move out of the way twice, twice. And, and Doc <laughs> grabs him and will not let him leave. Like the first one, Doc looks at him like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. like, like he looks at him like, Oh yeah, the first time he just looks. He just looks and Marty's like, right, I'm not going anywhere. No. <laughs> the second one, he totally- he literally grabs him. Totally grabs him. And um, then- <laughs> do you think in this moment, Marty was wondering, maybe, maybe Strickland had a point. Yes. Do you think even Marty was like, Maybe I shouldn't be hanging out with Doc. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, we we do get to um again. This uh, this also establishes the whole like how the DeLorean looks when it's time traveling. Lots of cool lights. It's really kinetic, full of motion, and 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 it just like energy comes out. Yeah. And we see the timer going off both on the on the speedometer or whatever, and then also on Doc's super awesome remote control. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when it hits 88, all of a sudden, boom. When it hits 88, we do see some serious shit. We do. Car disappears, but then there's a fire trail. Yeah. And the iconic out-of-time license plate spinning. Spinning on the ground. Spinning on the ground. Doc's ecstatic. Marty has no idea what the hell just happened. He thinks he killed Einstein. Yeah, Marty is (laughs) shocked and appalled. There's also there's a, a shot that is really great if you if you don't look too closely of it of them standing with the fire between their legs. Yeah, that is one of the ones really good. Oh yeah, this is 1985 CGI. <laughs> like you can, you can tell it was superimposed. Like oh that yeah it is yeah. it's yeah. fine. Now did you ever dream of owning a toy that's essentially a remote controlled DeLorean with the same exact remote control? Yes, what? obviously. Come on, Universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get to it. Do you think, I mean, neither of us were, I mean, you were two. I was not born when the movie came out. Do yeah. you think maybe something like that existed and we just, we missed out I on honest, our chance? I honestly looked. Oh, yeah? Nothing. Nothing? Like, remote controls are like, at best, you get like a, a like the least interesting remote control toy cars, which is like that remote control that connects to the car, mm. which I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of that at all? I had one like that. When I was a kid, I had a remote control car where mm. the remote was connected by a wire. Yeah. The remote had two buttons. One went forward and left. The other went back and right. And it was like a Jeep. And sticking out of the Jeep, um, I bought this at a um, church raffle, by the way, <laughs> with tickets that I, I I earned from being a good child. Mm-hmm. And sticking out of the top <laughs> of the car. Oddly enough, for something purchased at a church was Undertaker, perhaps the most satanic wrestler. That's f- <laughs> um, But it was Undertaker, and at some point before it had fallen to the, to this church room his arms had come off so it was undertaker with no arms <laughs> that's quite a visual yeah uh also i'm assuming that car sucked i loved it did you okay that's i was cool. way into wrestling and it had the undertaker on it totally fair i hadn't yeah, yeah. but also like but just... i mean also it objectively sucked like, <laughs> like, it was attached you... to not even a very long wire <laughs> like you said you were it walk... was impossible to steer because it could only go in two directions <laughs> you said you were walking a car yeah, that's what I don't like. Yeah. About, that's what I don't like about those. It's like yeah. the the fun is driving it. Yeah, like far enough that you could, the signal reaches it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just walking along with it, what's the what, what is the point? point? Yeah. Anyway, that's not what Doc has clearly. I mean, you, and again, with this, you couldn't even do that because it it would it would go forward and left. Oh, so you could walk in a circle with it. 
But that was all you could do. That's, that's a sad image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we, that's when, uh, oh my God, help me out here. <laughs> uh, so the car disappears. Uh-huh. And then Doc explains, I did not disintegrate Einstein. Mm-hmm. Again, Marty's showing very concerned because his first thing he says is, holy shit, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't say holy shit because he saves his holy shit for the iconic holy shit. Right, right, right. Um, he says, you disintegrated Einstein. Doc says, no, no, I didn't disintegrate anybody. I, 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 the question is not where did I send Einstein, but when. When, yeah. Um, he's one minute into the future. Doc explains what happens. And, and then the car a, does come back at that point, at right? Because they, they haven't moved. So Doc's like, oh, shit, we got to. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's like, watch beeps. He's like, we got to get out of the way. Yeah, he's like, oh, wait, boom. Yeah. And then boom, 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 car comes back. Car is freezing. Uh, it does appear to be, if judging by the, by the stopwatches. Yeah. Mar- Doc Einstein is, in fact, one minute. Has traveled one minute into the future. One minute to the future. Yeah. And he's fine. Yeah. I'd say it's fine. He's even he's got a cute little his own radiation coat on. It's yeah. very adorable. It's very adorable. Yeah. Um, is this now when we realize that the car needs to get some fuel? Yes. So this doc, baby. Yeah. This sucker this is nuclear. Well, no. Well, are you telling me this sucker is nuclear? Yeah. <laughs> and then Doc says, no, no, no. This no, sucker's no. electrical, but it needs the <laughs> But I it needs a nuclear charge. Yeah. To generate the 1.21. Gigawatts. <laughs> Not if you want. If if people want to be really pedantic, because mm-hmm. I think this debate has happened enough on the internet that most people know us already. Sure. But gigawatts is technically a correct pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But most people say gigawatts. Yeah. Um. Whatever. But, <laughs> but you know what? It's fun. Yeah. Is is gigawatts not more fun to say than gigawatts? Way more fun. Way more fun. <laughs> Way more fun. Yeah. It's almost similar to the Reese's Reese's conversation. <laughs> well, I disagree with that because I think anyone who says Reese's is a fool and and incorrect and should stop. I, and based on the look on your face right now, uh-huh. it seems like maybe you're someone who says Reese's. By accident. I'm mostly Reese's. <laughs> it makes no sense, Justin. I know. It's like a weird slip. Yeah. It's like pecan, pecan. I don't know. But that's not a slip. Those are both correct. <laughs> Reese's is just out of fucking nowhere. It, there's no rules if you're just going to start saying Reese's. Yeah, no fair. No fair. It's not by choice. I just know my, like, it will weird, like, I will say it and I'll be like, It'd be like if you oh, ask, I say that. Because here's the thing. It's not like, it's not a different pronunciation. It is outright adding letters that aren't there. It'd be like if you're you're like, well, some some people call Pepsi Pepso. It's like, no, no. there's no O there. Why'd you add a no? No. Well, you know what, though? Kind of like Pepso. I think, that, <laughs> I think that maybe is kind of a fun uh, alternate take on the word Pepsi. Yeah. So, all right. We now see uh, Doc, Marty in their radiation gear. Yes. And they are filling up the, the DeLorean with, with And with that's plutonium. actually when Einstein gets his coat. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super adorable. That's I've also so always, 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 always wanted Marty's. Radiation suit. Oh yeah. Actually, while watching this scene, I literally did Google Marty's radiation. It's suit. It's very cool because it doesn't <clears throat> even look like necessarily other radiation suits looks in film because the way the hood comes down is like super cool and yeah. unique to this film. Yeah, exactly. Where do you think Doc got Einstein's radiation suit? Do you think? Mm. Uh, do you think that someone out there is making radiation suits for dogs, or do you think he had to custom? That was a home. That's room. a was a one hundred percent Doc Brown made radiation suit for Einstein. Does he know how to sew? Like how? Like how does someone make a radiation? Well, suit? I don't know. He sewed as so much that he. He, uh, <laughs> he he found ways to put one together you don't for think Einstein. He had a, you don't think he had it um, commissioned? I don't think he had it commissioned. Okay, I, I do believe he he in fact uh, measured. I don't think he. <gasps> oh so- my god! I need to see <laughs> if, if this exists. Someone should make it. I need to see like a fan comic <laughs> of someone drawing like like Doc Brown taking measurements for Einstein <laughs> and making the suit. Oh god, that's so adorable. <laughs> because that's my belief. Yeah. I don't think I don't believe Doc sewed, but I definitely believe Doc made. I'll buy into that canon. Yeah, and it's interesting because I it's yeah it's the whole process being filmed, so we do see how mm-hmm. it does come into play. But Lorraine's technically filled mm-hmm. with plutonium. <laughs> yeah, and then Marty asks where Doc gets the plutonium, uh-huh. and Doc waves his hands to tell Marty to stop filming. Right, Marty does not stop filming. <laughs> Marty is very clearly still pointing his camera directly at Doc yeah, yeah, as yeah. Doc explains. Well. How did Doc get that plutonium, Justin? <laughs> There's some Libyan terrorist. Uh, yeah, I think he's a Libyan nationalist. Nationalist? Yeah. They, they hired him to make a nuke. Yeah, so they hired him. They said they were going to get the plutonium, and then yeah. they hired him to make a bomb, a nuclear bomb. And But instead he, he instead of the, the bomb, he gave him a box of parts that for of a pinball old, machine. Old pinball machine parts. Yep. And the reaction to Marty has yeah. is legitimately, oh my God. God, well, you're gonna. Let's, you know? let's talk about performances here because yeah. Marty reacts 
appropriately. <laughs> but Doc Brown also says it as like, he doesn't say as like, yeah, I did this really dangerous thing because I was doing an important, mm-hmm. I was making a huge scientific discovery. Yeah. He says it like it's a clever thing he did. See, huh? like, I gave him the old pivot. I really pulled the wool over on these terrorists <laughs> and, who wanted to nuke and, then and Mar- had access to plutonium. And Marty's reaction is like, oh my God, yeah. you're going to get yourself killed. Uh, we also get to see, uh, uh, we also get to see the the setup on how to set your time traveling DeLorean. Yes. Um. This, this you know, you press the date here mm-hmm. for where you want to go, or you gonna go, and the bottom one is where you were. Yes. So boom, boom, boom. That's how you keep track. Doc uh, puts in a few joke dates. Mm-hmm. He puts in the birth of Christ, which he sets as zero, zero, zero. That's fun. Um, on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, sorry, it wasn't zero. zero. It was yeah, it was twelve twenty five zero 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 zero. Yeah, yeah. But then he also puts in. November 5th, 1955. November 5th, 1955. And <laughs> then Doctor sort of rambles about the 50s for a bit. <laughs> That's when he really, uh, he pointed out the fact, oh, he's, you know, this is where he brings up the fact, oh, yes, this is when I invented time travel. Yeah. I uh, was standing, I was, uh, I was a- hanging a clock in my bathroom because mm-hmm. we all need, we all need to know what time it is while we eat poop. <laughs> uh, slipped on the porcelain. Yep. Banged my head. And that's the day. I figured out time, time travel. travel. Yeah. And I came up with, and he points to the flux capacitor. Yeah. And then he starts ranting about pine trees. Which yeah. Which is a fun little sort of character detail of Doc as this old man who's uh, reminiscing about older days. Because there was, oh, no, 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 this used to hold, this, it was very different back then. This yeah. used to be pine, pine trees, trees and farms, yeah. you know? And um, we said, Old man Peabody had this crazy idea about breeding <laughs> pine trees. <laughs> And that, it does come up very super like, oh, yeah, you're just an old guy reminiscing of the past. Yeah. It's, it's very appropriate. So we find out the, what was it? Was that the, the date was already the date? Like, this happened to already be the date of Marty's uh, family stuff? Is that, is that, is that well, the Well, that would have been the date. That would have been, it wasn't necessarily related, but the the um, Enchantment Under the Sea Dance, or my preferred title, as Linda calls it, the Fish Under the Sea Dance. It's a very good name, yeah. That's <laughs> November 12th. Okay. And November 12th is also the day of the lightning storm. Yeah. November 5th is is not necessarily super connected, although we do know that it is the next day, which would be November 6th, when mm. uh, George was, quote, bird watching. Right. That's why. So that's why he has a week. Yeah. In 1955. Yeah. So again, set up, set yeah. up, set up. It, it, it does explain and et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Doc is all ready to go. And uh, he, he he then realizes I'm an Uh-oh. idiot. I didn't put I didn't put extra plutonium. Like, How am I gonna get back? <laughs> well, weird. Yeah. And right before, also, you know, sorry, mm-hmm. we're talking about. So Doc's plan. Doc's planning to leave for the future, like right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving Marty with the one person in the world who has any connection to him. Yeah. As presumably a group of terrorists are looking <laughs> for him. Like they're actually like Marty is literally like Doc doesn't have any family left. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends other than Marty, as yeah. far as I can tell. Yeah, he wasn't looking. He was bringing Einstein with him, so I think yeah. Doc was in the assumption that Einstein, that Marty, would just take care of Einstein. But also, the point is, like these yeah. terrorists show up, they need to find Doc. Obviously, yeah, they have one lead. It's Marty, a, a freaking seventeen-year-old, fifteen-year-old kid. And if Marty says, "Oh, he's he's not anywhere. He has traveled to the future." Yeah, I'm willing to bet they're not going to believe Marty. <laughs> And they're maybe gonna they're gonna try out some tactics to get some answers out of him. Yeah, no, you're not you're not wrong for bringing those up. Bringing yeah, Doc up. really kind of fucks over or was intending to fuck over Marty. Mar- Doc is definitely the kind of guy who is so excited yeah. about his uh, his his mission, his plans, his, yeah. his scientific inventions that as we see his reaction to, haha, I see I gave him pinball yeah. parts is the realization of you don't think things through. Yeah. Because you're right, a yeah. really dark version of this movie is Marty gets yeah. killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as he is realizing that he hasn't put packed extra plutonium, mm-hmm. uh, Einstein notices something first. Mm-hmm. Doc says, "What? What is it, Einie?" Yeah. Oh, he's all smiles, and then and then what is it? But I would say the probably the first major problematic point in this film. You mean the guys and the looking? Yeah, we get a very. Broad, I yeah. would say, portrayal of mm-hmm. <laughs> Libyan people. That's not wrong. Um, it's not <laughs> great. It's, it's it's it is one of those things that again in the stark light of 2018. I'm gonna say in the stark light of 1986. Even. <laughs> I'm 
or even just 85. I'm sure there are people in 85 who are like, hey, this isn't great. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's one it's it's definitely the the uh one of the uh, who you you yeah. definitely did not age well because that that's the period of uh, 80s action movies using them in that fashion. Uh, just sort of faceless, not white terrorists. Wearing as kind a, of head yeah. gear and yeah. It's yeah. not good. I'm not proud of it either. It's not great. It's um, not great. There's nothing else we can say. That's a, it's it, not, it's, the reality is it's happened. They're still defending it. Um, yeah. No, the, yeah. It's, it's, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I can still love this movie with all my heart, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I can't point the finger and go, mm, well, you maybe, maybe shouldn't have done that one. Well, that, that yeah. was a mistake. That, yeah. didn't, that didn't work for you in the end. Um, or doesn't, doesn't age properly. And yeah. um, hopefully we will improve on that yeah. from this point on. Uh, Marty's reaction to them is pretty great, though. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, it's very simpler. Mm-hmm. Simpler. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. Marty looks up and says, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, God, that's just such a great read on that line. Um <laughs> Also reminisces to a to a, a different age when you could say holy shit in a kids movie. Yeah, because um, this is like still PG, right? Yeah, yeah, for that's... sure PG. And yeah, no, that's when they they shoot. They kill Doc. They kill Doc. Yeah. Um. So okay, this is already traumatic as is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that probably wouldn't be in a kids movie these days. Yeah. Um. Oh, Marty you mean shouts? No, you bastards! Yeah. That's when Marty then jumps into DeLorean. Yeah. And we get a uh, a pretty sweet little chase. Yeah, it's a That's, nice little chase. Scene. It's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Like it's a sweet chase, but what it's not it's it's a parking lot. Yeah. They're literally <laughs> driving in circles in a parking lot. And this is now the time of me bringing up the importance of Alvin Silvestri mm. as yes. a composer. And I will bring him up several times. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Silvestri's work in Back to the Future is a major reason mm-hmm. the movie feels bigger yes than it is yeah i mean let's it's, it's pretty big mm-hmm. but when you boil it down and you really do sit back when and say what happens in the movie yeah it doesn't sound like a lot mm-hmm. but when you add alvin's score yeah the movie feels as big as an indiana jones movie yes. it feels as big as a star wars movie yeah it feels like this huge adventure film mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong there's adventure in the movie yeah but it does it does it's not like the degree of an indiana jones film where like Indy's like chasing down a guy, a car with a horse and throwing guys underneath it. That's not really what happens. Yeah. We get maybe one action sequence that's close to that, and we will get to that one. Yeah. But the score makes the movie feel just so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm, I sometimes I wonder what it would have been like if the movie had like a synthy 80s score. Yeah. And like, would it have been fine? I guess. Yeah. It, it would have been, but it wouldn't have been the same. Would have been the same. Alan's movie just, Alan's score just. Yeah. fills the movie with a larger scope. Mm-hmm. And this is a case where it's like, technically speaking, it's just a car, it's two cars driving in a parking lot. And we see the speedometer for Marty. A lot of the time, they're going like 25 miles an hour. <laughs> but uh, cut to, but fast, good cutting, yeah. good reaction shots, and the score yeah. makes you think this is a thrill a minute chase. Yes. Because it is. Yeah. Um, and then you know uh, the we the 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 guys in the van like bust out a bazooka, yeah. and then Marty goes like, "We'll see you guys. See how you guys. Uh, what was the line eventually? We'll see if you bastards can do ninety. See if you bastards can do ninety. Yeah. And kind of forgetting the yeah. mild rule that, that when this when this baby hits eighty eight, <laughs> yeah. this is some serious shit. Fair. Hey, I won't point. Out, I'm gonna give him some. I'm gonna give him some slack for that. Yeah. He is currently being chased mm-hmm. by men with guns, and yes. his friend got was killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. I'm letting him have that pass <laughs> for getting that one rule. Do you think that he forgot that rule or do you think that he forgot that it's set to 1955 right now? Um, because I've at times interpreted that as like, oh, he's going like he's his method of getting away from them is to, is to, to time travel. See, I never took that. I always assumed he just forgot. I kind of go back and forth on it, to be honest. I, I actually never really took that. I never mm. assumed that he thought he was going to. Well, here's I would yeah. the evidence it doesn't even make sense that it's for. Marty is driving directly at the the photo booth, mm-hmm. so I don't know what his plan with that is. Well, I think he just knew he was going to drive through it because <laughs> it's, it's not fair. That's not a lie. The photo booth's not really like made of steel or anything. So I guess although we, it it fucks up the terrorists pretty good. Well, but I guess they're in a Volkswagen bus, and, right? And not a 
and not a like a, not a sexy, sexy DeLorean. Yeah, not no. a sleek DeLorean. <laughs> not a sleek made of steel not DeLorean. Not a sleek bullet shaped DeLorean <laughs> that can cut through. Um, and I, I always took it as as Marty just needed to get away, and he yeah. actually just forgot that at eighty eight something will happen. It's something would happen, and specifically, yeah. he, I even would give the mile even extra credit thought of the idea that Marty didn't even think that the back the like that the car was ready to be is still set on time travel mode. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but he does go to eighty eight. Mm-hmm. And we do see some serious shit. We do some serious shit. And he crashes into a scarecrow. Yep. Crashes into a barn. Yeah. And the timing of his uh, visor for his, uh, or whatever, his faceplate mask thing yeah. for his radiation suit plops over. Yeah. And we get probably one of my favorite bits mm-hmm. is, <laughs> yeah. is, the, is we realize a family is going open. You know, here's the crash. Here's the commotion. Well, the Peabody family. That's right. Yeah. Peabody family, hear the commotion, opens the door. See whatever the hell that is to them. Yeah, and the, yeah, the young child Peabody takes out a comic book, which mm-hmm. happens to have on the cover a spaceship <laughs> that looks very much like the DeLorean, with an alien figure that looks very much like Marty in his radiation suit. So of course that leads into the obvious situation that they're going to think Marty's an alien. Yeah, because <laughs> Marty Marty does come out mm-hmm. in the in the radiation suit, and well, Peabody. Nineteen fifty five. That the threat of UFOs is never more present <laughs> on on American minds. Mr. <laughs> um, Peabody does go shoot. Does shoot. Well, he goes into his house to get his gun. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then Marty... Which gives Marty time to stumble out. And I, again, a really great uh, read from uh, Michael J. Fox mm. as he very sheepishly says, sorry about your barn. <laughs> and then bang, a gunshot. He then drives off, hits one of the two, one of two tree pine trees. Yes, of course, explaining why twin pine malls will later be lone pine malls. Mm-hmm. And... uh Marty barely escapes. Yes, and he is freaking out for mm-hmm. obviously good reason. Yeah, he pull he pulls the car. Uh, well, he goes home. No, oh, like he's intentionally going home. Right, but there is no home because it, the Lion Estates where he lives hasn't been built yet. No, it's not. Is it Hilldale or Lion Estates? Lion Estates. Hilldale's the fancy one. For yeah, the part Lion, yeah, because there's right. two lions. Yeah, yeah, that makes there sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no home. Yeah, because it hasn't been. Built there's yet. a billboard advertising that there will be homes. Yeah, there, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what D- Marty then stashes the... Because Lauren also, it stops running. Yeah. It's also daytime now. Yes. Yeah. So... Lauren uh, stops running. He tries to hitch a ride, but he instead just scares some old people. Right. Who right. maybe also think he's an alien? I think they think he's a cop. Yes. That's, that was also my interpretation. <laughs> um, they, 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 don't know, they don't know how it makes sense. But they just know they're afraid of communists and they're afraid of this. Yeah. So therefore, he must be a communist. Where is he? <laughs> He's in Hill Valley. But 19, when? 1955. And here we are to the introduction of 1955 Hill Valley. Yeah. I love that we both did that simultaneously. That was fantastic. And again, it's so good, like the opening of the film where you do see like the setup of 1985 Hill Valley because then yeah. it absolutely mm-hmm. uh, works when you ne- see 1955 Hill Valley. Yes. You see the Texaco now being run with old-fashioned like, yeah. guys who jump out and, and fill your car and clean your car. Do you think that joke didn't play as well in New Jersey and Oregon, the two states where they, until recently for Oregon, they mm-hmm. still had to have pump attendants as of 2018? Um, I feel, <laughs> but I feel like that joke works because of just like, they yeah. just, they're, they're how their outfits. Yeah, they yeah, don't wear for that. sure. I just wanted to take a cheap shot at New Jersey and Oregon. <laughs> pump your own gas, dish. It's not that hard. <laughs> Says, so, yeah, listen, we're from we're from California. Yeah. We're 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 a, we're, a, we're the land of cars. We're the land of cars. Yeah, made of cars. Like, yeah. we have cars in our blood here. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. They drive the the blood cells from one from one part of the arm to the next. From one four hundred five to the other one hundred five. Yeah. Anyway, you t- you start in the finger. You take the four hundred five up to the heart. You switch over to the five to get down to the four hundred five. Doesn't really cross with the five. I I failed at my own joke. Well, I mean, definitely. Well, you're going to hit the seven ten. Yeah. Bloodstream that will then lead you to the four or five bloodstream. There you go. And then uh, you know, thank eventually... you for making my joke work. <laughs> and yes, no, Marty is, st- is processing this yeah. very, very slowly. He takes a newspaper out of the trash. Mm-hmm. Like, this has got to be a dream, right? Yeah. Now I want to unpin mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz. Let's talk about Eric Stoltz. And it's time for the Stoltz discussion. <laughs> now, why this scene specifically I want to bring up is the fact that there isn't a lot of footage of. 
of the Eric Stoltz stuff available. Available. There is a lot of footage because they shot almost the entire movie with him. Right. But there's not a lot available to us, the poor fans, clam- <laughs> clamoring at Old Man Universal's doorstep for more Eric Stoltz Come, footage. Listen, I'm sure it's not good, but I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing. In case you somehow don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh. Eric Stoltz was the original lead. Well, they wanted Marty McFly. They did. But he was committed to family ties. Right. So um, then they're like, they took old B-string Stoltz. <laughs> Second place choice. Yeah. Um, Eric Stoltz. And for a good amount of the movie, he was filmed as Marty McFly. A lot of there's there are available. If you look for, you can't see probably a couple still shots of, of, of Eric Stoltz in it's always weird. It's like watching like a weird Photoshop yeah. of somebody else in. Or it's I, like it's like the part in Last Action Hero where they see Terminator, but it's Sylvester Stallone or yeah, whatever because yeah. Arnold is in this world. No, exactly. Yeah. And now again, there is not a lot of footage readily available. The most yeah. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen, Emily, is what's available on the Blu-ray. But the reason I want to specifically point out this scene, and I feel like this is the big difference between Michael J. Fox as Marty mm-hmm. and Eric Stoltz as Marty, and why. Michael J. Fox at the end of the day was the best choice. Yeah, is how in a couple there's oh, there's a shot I remember in the in the blue of of Stoltz's version of his reaction mm-hmm. to 1955. Yeah, and I realized why he was insanely wrong for the part. Yeah, he's too serious. Yeah, he's too sullen. Yes, and obviously that that was the issue with him throughout the mm-hmm. filmmaking. But you really see it here. Yeah. yeah, and this is the most important scene for the for the casting of Marty. Yeah. Because the scene's got to be both a little wonder, mm-hmm. a ton of shock. Yeah. And still remember there's an element of comedy. Yeah. In this film. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Stoltz in, in his original footage, even if it's ever so briefly, I already felt like, this is wrong. It's just despair. He's like, yeah. fuck, I'm stranded. And that's that's just not the tone you want to hit. It's Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely wrong. It's yeah. in that I can see why... Uh, you know, Spielberg, the person of the title this podcast is for. Yeah. While Spielberg saw this and went, this is not going to work. Yeah. Even we filmed most of the movie, but we, and because we filmed most of the movie, hey, great news. Michael J. Fox is done shooting this season of Family Ties. <laughs> so they, they, they went back. Mm-hmm. Though he, I think he still had to do some back and forth. Between yeah. Some, some but back it was, and forth. It was little enough that he could, that it was possible. Exactly. But. That is, in, 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 for me, the Stoltz yeah. scenario. How do you feel about Eric Stoltz in, in, in any of the stuff you've seen? I mean, I would agree with you completely. It's that I, I feel bad for Eric Stoltz because, I, like, that's yes. gotta suck. That stings. But, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it was the right choice at the end of the day. Like, he also, I think, uh, looks noticeably more adult than Marty, than Michael J. Fox does in yeah. the footage. Uh, maybe it's just because he's like short, but like, I, Michael J. Fox was, what, like 25 when he made this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's, relatively viable as a 17 year old. I think what's funny about even how they were dressed, because yeah. it, it does seem like when they cast Michael, yeah. they started a reworking mm-hmm. on Marty. Yeah. Because even in the footage I've seen of, of Stoltz's Marty, mm-hmm. like he's a little moody rock star kid. Like his, he's got a hot, he's got like a, like a, like a, like a jacket with a kite collar yeah. and some buttons. Whereas Marty does feel like kind of a little bit more new wavy. Yeah. And a little bit more fun. Yeah. And, I didn't realize like that. Like it seemed like they they that's the thing. It's just it's just something about Stoltz just pushed Marty in the absolutely wrong direction. Yeah. And once they got Michael, everything about it just started clicking. Started clicking. It's like, yeah. oh wait, no, he should wear this. Yeah. Or he should wear this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it it is really funny to see like oh like all of a sudden casting Michael J. Fox morphed Marty into the more enjoyable cool guy yeah that you and me like yeah as opposed to eric stoltz playing a slightly more moodier teen mm-hmm. perhaps i mean perhaps eric stoltz is a little bit more viable as the son of crispin glover i'll give him that credit yeah if you just want a side to side look yeah i could see that to be fair i think marty i think michael j fox looks like a, re- a relative of leia thompson <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure that's so, true i think that works in that regards yeah. <laughs> And that's why literally everyone else in the McFly family looks like either uh, Michael J. Fox or Leia Thompson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, this another is... great thing about the Back to the Future Telltale game is that we get a couple. We get another relative that looks like George, which is fun. <laughs> um, this is when uh, Marty now goes to lose mm. diner, lose diner. Yes. yes, 
Um, Before it was an aerobic studio. <laughs> this whole scene is just now setting up the idea like, okay, Marty has to figure out who can he talk to. Yeah. And there's, I mean, that's easy to figure out because there's exactly one person. One person, yeah. Doc. So he's got to find Doc. Yeah. Because he knows Doc's around. Mm-hmm. And as we established in the beginning of the film, Doc had a mansion. And we in the mansion burned down. Yes. In, in, as we, as saw. we see in a newspaper headline. Yeah. The, so uh, the only real newspaper headline in the first film, but would become a, a big staple of the sequels. <laughs> um, but definitely. Um, so Marty knows. Okay. So I got to find Doc's old place because he knows yeah. Doc wouldn't be at the current place. Yeah. And he's asking a bunch of questions like, oh, like, and Lude's that classical 50s diner. Like the kid, the yeah. hell. You come in here wearing a life preserver. Yeah. <laughs> also, something I noticed about this scene that always sat weird with me. So he goes into the, the public telephone. He tries to call Doc. Doc doesn't pick up. So he rips a page out of Lou's phone book. <laughs> and then he walks back into the diner openly holding the page that he has ripped out of the phone book. Like, that seems so bizarre to me that he just openly does that. Yeah. I'm I'm just still giving Marty a little bit of the past. Like, he's in a No, I buy place. that Marty would do it. It's yeah. weird to me that Lou doesn't be like, Hey, hey, kid, what the f- you just tore up my shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, were you put that back? Yeah. Could have wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> and as we, as we see later in the film, Lou does, if if asked, Lou will provide you with Lou's yeah. diner stationery. Yeah. <laughs> because it is it is on Lou's diner letterhead that he writes his letter at the end of the film. That's, that's very true. Let's also see, the, this scene will have a very another famous exchange between Lou and Marty, and mm-hmm. one that you yourself referenced on uh, your... Uh, yeah, <laughs> on my Instagram and then on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because I was... By coincidence, I didn't even realize this. I was drinking the current sugar-free Pepsi <laughs> products. Pepsi Zero. Pepsi Zero, also known as Pepsi Max mm-hmm. in the UK and America a couple of years ago, but yeah, it's yeah. since been rebranded to Pepsi Zero. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he simply, you know, this is the classic exchange of like, like, all right, can you going to order something or not? Ah, uh, fine, I'll have a... I'll have a tab. If you want to start a tab, you got to order something. <laughs> uh, give me a Pepsi free. You, you have to pay Pepsi, for it. You gotta pay, pay for, for it, it, pal. <laughs> Just give me something with no sugar in it. Hands up a cup of black coffee. <laughs> yeah. Which is also, I think, it's a very, uh, a very sort of '80s, maybe yuppie thing that mm-hmm. even as a teen, Marty would only drink a sugar-free sodas. Yeah. No, I feel that's super on point. Yeah. Um. Also, a joke that doesn't that does as much as I love that exchange. That joke also kind of loses a little touch out of touch because tab isn't really around as prevalent anymore. You know what is weird about tab though. Mm. I anytime I go to a grocery store, I still see it. I've not seen Tab in oh, ages. You can go to my the local Ralph's, just a, a couple of blocks that way. They still have Tab. I got Tab. Like, is, is Crystal Pepsi there? I mean, like what else? <laughs> I mean, Crystal Pepsi did come back like a month, a couple months ago. And was it a couple months ago or a year? It was a couple months ago. I mean, I've seen it recently. Still, it's still you can still find it, but still only in bottles, not cans. Okay, all right. That's um, just, it's wild to me. Um, <laughs> But I, I guess because I'm I'm a bit of a soda nerd, maybe that's why this joke has always worked perfectly for me. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. The, you know the 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 young the young kids today probably don't even know what tab is. Right, right. Yeah. Hell, even as a kid, I vaguely knew what tab was. Yeah. So whatever, I got the joke. That the is, joke I will still say good. that is one of it was a, a specific area of nerdy interest for me was was <laughs> different sodas. So I I was I was like, this is that content I crave. Give me uh, that. Give me them tab jokes. <laughs> We also are introduced to a, a kid he's sitting next to. Mm-hmm. We're also introduced to uh, the future Mayor Goldie Wilson in yeah. this scene. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And because uh, he's, he's just a guy he's working. Just, uh, he's sweeping up the floor at Lewis. Yeah. But there is a kid sitting next that Marty's sitting next to, mm-hmm. burying his head and writing shit. There's a very fun visual gag where they both do the exact, they both lean their head on their hand in the exact same way. Very good. Yeah. So if you didn't already get the tipping point. Yeah. That's the tipping point. Yeah. <laughs> Until and if you really need to know when you're going to be confirmed of your suspicions, if you haven't seen the movie at that point, yeah, then a bunch of hooligans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. come out and they're toughs, some toughs come out of their car. One of the big old lumbering jerk off, big old gross sack of meat. <laughs> That's a good way of yeah. pointing him out, and because he calls out McFly, yeah, both guys turn around, yeah, and boom, yes. And again, like the visuals are very specifically done here where they, they turn around at the exact speed in the exact same way. Yeah. And you can see that that family bond. Mm-hmm. Because it is, in fact, that is George. Yeah. Uh, and that the gross sack, sack of, of meat, meat is Biff. Is Biff. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, no, seeing, yeah, it's the whole exchange that he literally just saw his dad go through. Yeah. Except now it's about homework. Also worth pointing out, George is eating cereal. 
Who yeah. goes to a diner and orders cereal? Was George, that common in the 50s? George or is, is that a 50s thing or is that a George thing? I think I would bet you it's a George thing. Okay. Like, maybe you know, he seems like a kid who didn't come from a big means either. Yeah. Like, so he had a Ford cereal and milk. Yeah. I bet you that's like brand cereal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just that boring shit. <laughs> well, was cereal fun in 1955 or was it, was all that existed brand cereal? To be fair, you might be right. They yeah. might only be like brand and like cornflake. Yeah. No. And it, Marty's just like, Jaw agape because yeah. he's figured out, oh crap. This is my dad. This is my dad. I'm about to watch my dad get his ass kicked by a bullet. <laughs> oh, and it's that guy. Oh, fuck. And mm-hmm. it's again, now we, like I said before, how good Crispin and, and Thomas and Leah are at, at playing up their age. Yeah. Again, really crazy to see, like, wow, you guys are nailing 17, 15 year old versions of you. Yeah. It feels really. Like an evol- it does feel like yeah, like this is this is both the same characters, but I absolutely understand you're from a different point in their lives. Yeah, and it's it's really working, and yeah, it's it's again shame again that like Marty has to witness once again. Yeah, Biff being a real prick to his dad, and yeah. and also having his dad do his work, and I guess yeah, and realizing this is just shit they've been doing for thirty years. Yeah. it's also the bit where like kind of doesn't Marty kind of confront. Biff a little bit here. I don't think he does actually. Okay. I think I think we save that for the school later. Okay. Then he runs off. Because after this, uh, Goldie Wilson actually confronts George and says, "Why didn't you stick up for yourself?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a weird moment where, I think again, getting into ways that maybe this film hasn't aged so well, mm-hmm. it sort of portrays the racism of the 1950s in a very 1980s way, mm-hmm. which is to say. It portrays it as there, yeah. but it portrays it as sort of like not a big deal, almost. We'll acknowledge it, yeah. but we won't linger on it. Yeah, and it, it, it acknowledges it, and it also it like paints it as like as like a almost like a weird like folksy struggle. And it's just like it's 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 very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, especially there's a moment here where like Goldie is like saying, Hey George, you should have stood up for yourself. And instead of talking to this human being that is talking to him, he just looks at Marty like, get a load of this. He won't even acknowledge that a human being is talking to him in a way that just feels, and it feels super weird. Yeah, no fair. Um, Um, And, you know, and he's... And also, this is one of those weird things where it's it's sort of difficult to talk about, but the 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 portrayal is a very stylized, over-the-top portrayal Mm -hmm. that you see a lot of, like, working class uh, yeah. black characters at the time. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's... It doesn't age well. Yeah. At the simple put. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. Even to like realization that like, even when Goldie Wilson does become mayor. And that's the thing. That's again, that's where the 80s-ness of it comes yeah. in. Where it's like, it's progressive in quotes because he becomes mayor. But it's kind of a shit town. Yeah. I kind of, like, I, that's something I want to bring up. It's like, that yeah. makes me a little uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, but this... Goldie, like, what? Goldie, get it. The, the way to succeed is to get out of Hill Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it's 1985, but also, like, come on. There's, like, there's, like, like graffiti everywhere. Yeah. And, like, clean up this town a little bit. Although, to be, to, to credit the, the character and the family, uh, the Wilson family, mm-hmm. in the, in the 1995 A timeline, they, they clean up Hill Valley very nicely by 2015. Right. So, hey. Yeah. Someone you know did what? it, right? <laughs> and it was, that someone was, Goldie Wilson's son and grandson because it's Goldie Wilson the third in, in part mm, two, right? That's right. So the Wilson family, credit where credit's due, they turned around Hill Valley. And because made it they into... saw how their dad did it and went, I can do better. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, the more generous way is to say their dad started to get the ball rolling yeah, f- and they picked it up. Fair enough. Really, I mean, you, you know, you're you're blaming Goldie Wilson for, for what Red Thompson <laughs> did to the city. Uh, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing up the joke that yeah, he yeah. did, but yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, this also kind of goes up to the exchange that for some reason I'll always remember is just, is like, you know, like, it's like that's why he's going to be mayor one day. Yeah. Mayor. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I think he's Mr. It's actually, and we find out it's like Lou's last name is Mr. Carruthers. Carruthers, So yeah. Lou Carruthers. Lou Carruthers. Yeah. Carruthers is a fun name. Yeah. It's a fun, it, yeah. Especially like when you want someone to tell you that, yeah, you'll see. You'll see Mr. Carruthers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This also comes with like one of my like a really great visual in terms of like in terms of like directing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, like Zemeckis has directed a couple of films already, and yeah. I one of the things I can say what yeah, about how he directs this film is with a lot of confidence and experience. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like is how he does direct comedy, and yeah. I think that's comedy directing is a it's kind of an underrated form of directing because yeah. part of the way of doing a joke is how you frame the joke. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I loved about this bit 
is how he frames Marty getting a good look at George. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Because the, 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 the movement there is so, like, he films it like it's a horror movie. Yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, Marty turning around in the camera slowly, like, swiveling around with sort of Marty's POV, but yeah. like, not, it's not a POV shot. And George is a little out of focus. Yeah, and, it's very good. And George is great in this bit too. Uh, Crispin's very good because he's just eating he's, cereal like a fucking goobus. But he's also aware. Yeah, that this, Marty's watching. <laughs> that this this weirdo is yeah. looking at him. Yeah, and but he and he's trying to just finish his cereal. He's trying to eat it, but he's like, he's like obviously very uncomfortable. And then finally he just snaps. Like, what? What? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah, and that's yeah, confirmation. You're George McFly. Yeah. <laughs> It's a really good bit of directing uh, yeah. uh, of the bit. George takes off on his bike, and Marty follows him, and then by the time uh, he catches yes. up, uh, well, I guess George we're just, we, is we have doing to, the bad thing. We have to address this now. Yeah. <laughs> so as uh, we find out here, Marty, you know, Marty kind of follows his dad, and he re- he sees his dad up a tree, and he's like, mm. "The hell's he do? Oh no!" Yeah. We see that George is a peeping tom. He's and- got binoculars, and he is watching uh, Lorraine change. Yeah. Yeah, and literally. Marty's at least a little disgusted, yeah, by this detail. But that... he also he thinks it's a, he like he thinks it's bad, but it, it's it's also like I don't know. It, well, it's, I mean it's it's that weird, yeah, it's that weird '80s approach of this kind of humor, yeah, and treating it as that's just what boys yeah, do. Yeah, boys will be boys is the idea, but. Realizing in hindsight that's really fucking gross, and you taught a generation yeah. that to think like this, yeah, you know. And while this isn't definitely not the leader of that, uh, no, that's Revenge of the Nerds. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Where actual sex crimes happen in that movie, yeah, and, and I, actual sex, like, and multiple of them, multiple in of them. different ways. Um, yeah, that so. movie does not hold up. I. That's another show. Yeah. <laughs> Not this show. Yeah. But that is another show. But yeah. to sadly to say, while Back to Future definitely doesn't lead the charge in that mentality, mm. it's, it, yeah. it doesn't hide from it either. No. And uh, yeah, it's gross. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a lot more later in the film, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> but here, yeah, it's, it's just a weird... I mean, in the, within the rhythm of the screenplay, it's like meant to be a joke reveal that, right. that, that, that this... What what Lorraine thinks of as a very sweet story of her dad hitting him with a car and mm-hmm. then she felt bad for him um, was actually he was a creep who was peeping on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the creep ended up getting the girl. That's really that's and I yeah. when I look at the scene now, I think I like to imagine a version of Hill Valley where Lorraine's life was sort of able to form on its <laughs> own without being entirely <laughs> manipulated by. Let's face it. I'm going to say three horrible men <laughs> because in all timeline. So we've got timeline a is like George lies about what he was doing right. and kind of, I would say a little bit emotionally manipulates her because she feels bad for him mm-hmm. and traps her into a horrible marriage. <laughs> timeline B, uh, Marty literally alters the fabric of the universe right. to trick her to get with George McFly. Right, right, right. And timeline C is, is, is Biff. And that's, I mean, that's, Obviously, also really fucking very terrible. fucking horrible. Yeah, um, it seems like I mean that's there. There's this sort of unintentional, unspoken horror uh, that Lorraine McFly is <laughs> living out, where her life is just uh, unbeknownst to her, controlled by uh, three shitty men trying to direct her. <laughs> so to one thing, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe someone should write some fanfic about what 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 could have been for Lorraine. Right, right, if right. If she had been freed of their of their dark influence. <laughs> I don't know where to take it from that. What do yeah. you got next? Because <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> so um, I won't point out you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, George falls in the middle of the road. Yeah, but uh, Marty pushes George. Yeah, out of because even though Marty has heard this story a million times, instinct out of pure instinct, he sees his dad about to be hit by a car. Yeah, and thinks, oh no, if he dies, I die, and yeah. just shoves his dad out of the way. Which I kind of like. That's 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 clearly what he's thinking. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. My dad was gonna die, and hence I will die. I gotta push, yeah. forgetting that's. Yeah, well, no, he's supposed to get hit by that car. <laughs> that's your grandpa <laughs> yeah. hitting your. Uh oh. Yep. And, Whoops. And uh, Marty gets knocked out. Yep. Um, he gets movie knocked out. He gets movie a couple hours, which is <laughs> it's not safe in real life. No, no, uh, that's a concussion. Yeah, and that's not fun. Marty wakes up, and he it's a great mm-hmm. setup because Marty's in the you know Marty's in the dark. He's yeah. groggy. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He hears his mom's voice. Yes. 
and he's like, oh, I had this crazy dream that yeah. I traveled from to the past. It was, yeah. it was... And it's very important that he doesn't say travel to 1955. That's he right. says travel to the past. Exactly. Yeah. Again, keeping keeping tabs of not breaking the rules that you have to set yeah. up for this for the rest of the movie to work. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. So he's like, yeah, no, it's real. He's like, well, don't worry. You're back in good old 1955. Yeah. And then, of course, he bolts up 1955. Yeah, it <laughs> turns on the lights. Yeah. And it's it is Leah Thompson. Um, as a younger lady, as a younger lady, as yeah. and he's struggling to point out the fact that his mom is quite good looking, <laughs> hot, as he says. He almost says, "He's like you're, s- you're so, so hot, you're so, you're so, hot. You're so young." <laughs> yeah. so, that's weird, right? Oh yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, she is, but she's not my mom. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, no, it's weird. <laughs> It's very weird. It's, um, yeah, it's bizarre. It is. I mean, biz- surely he must have seen pictures of his mom from this era. But you don't like. Like, I know what my mom looked like when she was 17. No, I've no, seen s- pictures. Same, same. But I think just the for the literal confrontation. I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's like you're not prepared for like, oh, that's weird. But you would think. Oh, sure. You think that he would go straight to young mm-hmm. instead of going to hot first. Yeah, that's again. That's yeah. No, that's the that's that's just some goofy, weird uh, Oedipus joking going yeah. on right now. Um, um, but much to to Marty's fright, yeah, she also thinks he is quite hot. Yeah, and this <laughs> she's never seen purple underwear before. No, no, and refers to him as consistent consistently as Calvin in the scene yeah. because he is wearing Calvin Klein. Um, was that actually a thing where people had their names written on their underwear? See, I'm not around then. So not yeah, neither of us were around in 1955. I like, here's the thing, I think it's a good assumption for yeah. Lorraine when she sees... I guess if you're not used to seeing underwear with a name on it at all, yeah. you might, yeah. I think if I recall the Back you know, to the it, Future, it, at a, the book I got as a kid where it was like the making of, but it's like this oh. super thin yeah. book for children. I believe there were uh, alternate names mm-hmm. for Calvin Klein because not every country had Calvin oh, sure. Klein. So I know I don't know all of them, but I do remember one of them was that she called him Levi Strauss. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I'm sorry to hit. I'm sorry that my dad hit you, Levi. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> That's so fun. I love that. Um, I know I asked you about the original script. I can't remember if I explicitly asked you. Have you read the novelization of Back to the Future? No, not yet. So, uh, a, you're not leaving this house without it. I'm going to. I'm going to force oh, you to borrow it. Oh, sweet, it cool. Okay, because it's. <laughs> fucking insane um the novelization is based on a it's a sort of halfway point where it's like one of the drafts of the script so Mm -hmm. it's still got a lot of the original script but some of the you know final version too yeah i didn't have a specific thing to bring up but i just when you said the book that's what i thought you were referring to for a second no no but not yeah no there was like this old this book that i had i was like mini factories about back Mm. the trilogy and the making of the trilogy that's how i found out about the original version of the time machine, which we will go to at some yeah. point. The uh, the the Marty as a bootleg videographer. Yeah. Yes. To put it mildly, they certainly didn't put in this children's book that he smoked, that he was selling weed and he was videotaping porn. Yeah. They left those details out. <laughs> so anyway, here's the thing. Can I? I won't bring this up about how this movie so works, yeah. but also it's shocking that it works. Yeah. And to a point where I will say it's one of, if not my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is this movie, one of the main points of the film yeah. is that Marty's mom has the hots for him. And that is a driving narrative force. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of insane. <laughs> like the fact that it's a movie that we find endearing, yeah. that we will show children, we saw it as kids. Mm-hmm. That's a fine line to walk. And I mean, I would argue, I mean, again, in the start letter 2018, I would argue at points they do not walk that line well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, it is it, it is sort of endearing, which is, <laughs> how the fuck do they pull it off? And I think the thing, I mean, you, know, you can talk all day about how perfect the screenplay is and in mm-hmm. a lot of ways it is. Yeah. But I think what really makes this movie work, and we talked about this a little bit already, is mm-hmm. chemistry. Yeah. Every actor has chemistry together. Yeah. And that's why we've talked about Doc Brown and Marty being friends. But in the finished film, that is never explained, mm-hmm. and yet you just buy it. Yeah, because yeah. Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox have such incredible chemistry together. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like I said in the beginning, there is there is there are hints as to mm-hmm. how deep their their relationship is and how much they trust each other. Yeah, but never never once is it ever flat out said. Like, like yeah. oh, like oh, you're my best friend or blah blah blah. Yeah, but you're right, Chris Lloyd and and 
and and Michael's per- uh, performance and chemistry is so powerful. Yeah, you just see, you see them on screen together, and you're like, oh yeah, of course they're friends. Like and, you just buy it. And so here, um, you believe mm-hmm. that Lorraine is thirsty for for Marty. <laughs> yeah, you do. You certainly do. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> if I was seventeen, and I'm someone who's I'm I am a mostly gay woman but yeah. if, if 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 michael j if i was 17 and michael j fox woke up in my bed uh, yeah I'd probably, <laughs> i would i would probably have the hot spring too i get it especially because the idea is well, one of the great realizations of, about teenage lorraine mm-hmm. is that while we found out that you know one of the things about uh, adult mom lorraine is yeah. that she seems very strict and very strict and also specifically portrays her teen self is virtuous. Yeah. You know. I've never done that. I never chased after boys never, or sat in a parked car with a boy. I never called a boy. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. like, et cetera. And it's like, it's again, like you're trying to set up a good example for your chick, for your kids. Yeah. Cause you're not going to literally tell them that you are just, you were thirsty as shit. <laughs> and she was, she and really was. And it's amazingly yeah. funny. So then we get, we get family dinner. We get family dinner. The Bane's household. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're introduced to Uncle Jailbird Joey as a, yeah. as a baby. It's a super funny and super fad, super sad joke at once, right? Yeah. Where it's like, well, you better get used to these bars. Well, yeah, so Joey's in like a, like the, it's not a cage, but like no. a, a little playpen type yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. has bars like a cage. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lorraine's mother uh, mentions, oh, he cries anytime we take him out of there, so we just leave him in there all day long. He just loves his little playpen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> and then Marty just says, yeah, better get used to those bars, kid. Um, we also are introduced to, I guess, like Marty's aunt and uncle. Yeah. Um, it's it's that kid. One years. Yeah. yeah. The older brother from one years yeah, the, the old... younger brother from Back to the Future. <laughs> um, and we also see that... Uh, 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 Lorraine's dad is setting up a TV yes. so they can watch Gleason. Yes. <laughs> Not so they can watch Honeymoon, but so they can watch Gleason, which is, that is a, I think that's a really, that's a good little detail of like a clo- colloquialism they would use. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, we're here. We love Jackie Gleason. That's what yeah. we're here to watch. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. It's one of those things where I feel like whenever I see a movie where a modern day kid, mm-hmm. specifically teen, gets yeah. traveled to a dimension mm-hmm. or a timeline that is not his or hers mm-hmm. and they ma- who am i kidding hers it's always been a stupid boy <laughs> they always keep referencing modern stuff they knew but the clearly the characters of the timeline he's in don't know it bugs me sometimes when it's done really poorly mm-hmm. like i i there's this there's the jackie chan Jet Li movie forbidden kingdom yeah that has uh that kid constantly referencing modern day shit mm-hmm. to fantasy Chinese characters <laughs> and like he's talking about like hip, like ballparks and things and I went dude you, you know they're not gonna get this right <laughs> you know they're not gonna understand they have no idea what the fuck you're talking about yeah. stop talking about it <laughs> what I like is Marty does do it but it's obviously he's kind of catching himself when he says it yeah I really it like it sort of makes sense yeah. yeah I like that when cause he says it and he immediately when he says things he's like oh uh, yeah why would you know that yeah. And there's there, there's a couple moments like that too, like when they ask him if, if his family has a TV. He says, "Yeah, you know, we have two of them." Right? It's like, no, you. Why would? Yeah. And like, wow, you must be rich. Yeah. Oh, don't be He's silly. Teasing you. No one has two <laughs> televisions. <laughs> Another one I like is him going like, "Oh, I've seen this one. It's a classic. I just seen this. You seen it? It's brand new. Oh, in the I saw it on a read. Yeah. No, you not. No, you'll, you'll find out. Soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another couple of jokes. Oh, then a third one, too, yeah. What was the third one? Well, the third one's, uh, hey, do you know where Riverside Drive is? Yeah, it's across town, block past Maple. Oh, Block uh, past Maple, that's John F. Kennedy Drive. The hell's John F. Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of like that there's a tone to that joke where even though, like, so the like they don't know who John F. Kennedy is. Right. And yet somehow it feels like there's a weird joke where Lorraine's family, I get the vibe that they're Republicans, <laughs> and it seems like he's already angry at John F. Kennedy. <laughs> This is literally the first time he's heard that name, but he's still so angry. Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? That's a, such a funny read on that. Yeah. I totally would buy that, though. Well, there you have it. Another quarter of our massive chunk of Back to the Future talk. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Once again, if you want to hear the whole thing on a bridge, you can go to benvnetwork.com slash back to the future and join us next week for part three of our four part special. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at very cool Emily. You can listen to the other podcast that I do with Andrew Lindy called the Super Mario Bros Minute. That's where him and I watch the 1993 film Super Mario Bros minute by minute and we talk about the minutes each episode is about a minute of the movie if you're familiar with the star wars minute you know the premise justin Kizon also does a show with andrew lindy that one's called nothing new it's a podcast about movie remakes every episode talks about a movie and it's remake or reimagining or what have you you can find justin on instagram at justin quiz and you can read his webcomic shining yusha on the internet Join us next week for part three of our Back to the Future discussion. And remember, rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at BenOnSteve. You can write us an email at BenViewOnSpielberg at gmail.com. And we will see you next week with part three of our four-part series on Back to the Future. Goodbye. Do you like wrestling? Well, I sure as hell do. I'm Brendan Creasy, and you can check out me and my friends talking about wrestling on Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, found at mbwspod.com or at benviewnetwork.com. If you're into WWE, ECW, Ring of Honor, PWG, other indies, all that stuff, New Japan Pro Wrestling... Or you don't, if you don't even know what those are, I can, t- I can tell you about them. So go ahead and listen to Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.